Yeah, so Matthew 19, verse 5, and said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And then Matthew 19, verse 5, GZT, lifelong collab. Ever since Jesus was born, there has been great debate on who he is, and sometimes this led into conflict. You're talking about Yeshua, you know, that brown guy who's a refugee, a big socialist. And some people used him for their political agendas. The most famous person in the world by far said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. I said, no. He said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ. Others used him to make sense of their experience. Was Jesus gay? Either way, there's a clear question being asked. Who is Jesus? The question that our generation of young people on the campus are asking today is, who art thou, Lord? Who is Jesus? You're listening to Young and Sanctified. I'm your host, Justin. And every episode, I talk to some amazing people hoping to cultivate childlike faith and seek Christ-centered knowledge. So grab your coffee and a notebook or whatever you need and join me as we grow together. All right, Ian Martin, thank you so much for joining Young and Sanctified. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think a lot most people listening may be familiar with the GZT or Gen Z translation. Um, so before we get into the process of that and how you think it's uh, in, impacting the, this generation, can you just share a little bit about who are you, what is the GZT, and how did you get involved? Definitely. So um, for those who don't know, because try to keep it more on the anonymous side with uh, making the post. My name is Ian Martin. Um, I'm 18. I live in Texas. And the way I got involved with the GZT is actually, I'm not the original founder of the GZT. Uh, that credit goes to a man named Jay, awesome guy. Stay in constant contact with him. Um, he's the one who started it back in 2019 after uh, being a part of a young adults group. He'd kind of thrown some ideas out there. Like he was making the paraphrases when he was in the group and uh, some of his friends and had come up to him and were like, hey, you should make these posts. I think they would do really well if you shared them on Instagram. So that's kind of how he got started. And it just kind of blew up from there. How I got involved is that he was looking for help with coming up with the posts back in about 2021. I think it was around November. Um, he was just looking for people to help workshop posts. So after an interview process, me and a couple of other guys got involved with that. And mm -hmm. we helped workshop a couple posts. And in the summer of 2022, he had approached me about coming on and running the account full time, which I've been mm -hmm. doing since then. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned it right as you just started that you guys aimed to have GZT really anonymous or you know, not highlight a specific creator. So with that in mind, I'm sure the draw for you wasn't to become popular. So what was the draw then to join this team? So initially it was, it just seemed fun, right? Like getting to help work yeah. out these posts, but there's also a greater ministry to be involved there, to be mm -hmm. getting scripture in front of people daily, have it on their minds and hearts. And that's really the aim that we have. Uh, one of the focus uh, you'll see 
maybe not with some older posts, but uh, very intentionally with a lot of more recent posts, which I'm last year or two, is that we always have the scripture directly from the Bible first, rather mm. than the translation first, because we want that to be at the forefront. Hmm. Interesting. Why? Why is that? Why the? Why the original scripture first? So, one is that I think personally, a lot of people uh, may just swipe up and see us and then like see our translation and be like oh okay that's awesome and then keep scrolling on with their day right but having that scripture first is having the focus of what's really important about the post first then they may proceed on to something else but they'll still swipe through see our translation but that scripture is going to be core there every single time Mm -hmm. that's that's i like that that's an interesting strategy um, have you saw any fruit? Saw any fruit from that? Has have people? You have people reached out to you I, in your in your bio. You say DMs are always open, so I'm curious if people follow through on that. Oh yeah, we get DMs from people all the time, just reaching out mm. with either suggestions or like saying they appreciate the content. We we always appreciate anyone reaching out. Wow! So wow. it's it's really awesome to see how it impacts people, and mm. I'll say. Like recently, so yesterday I made a post um, because I'm going on a mission trip with my church and just re- like asking for support and not necessarily donations, right? Because support doesn't just mean donations. It means praying, right? Having people supporting, like praying for the people going on the trip and mm-hmm. the work that'll be done and is being done. Yeah. And I've gotten countless DMs since yesterday saying people saying that they'll be praying for the trip and... That means a lot, just knowing there are people out there that's not only support the account, but also are supporting mm-hmm. the work of the ministry just going forward. Hmm. Amen. Well, yeah, I, I saw that post, and I'm glad that uh, the community has responded well to that. That's amazing. <laughs> you keep saying we. You know, we posted, we created this strategy. Is it just you, or are, are there others still involved? Well, right now it's just me, but I say we just because, like, Jay... Jay is still like the original founder and he's still, like I still keep in contact with him. It's me running the page, but the GZT isn't just me. To say it. it is, it would be a lie. But So that's why I kind of like to use the language of we, because even if it is me solely managing and running the page since then, hmm. you know, he's still very much a part of it and still. Interesting. Okay. No, that that makes sense. It's, it, it's a testimony of the humility that you have and you're not trying to me, 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 you know, that's, that's actually really cool. So I'm curious, let's talk about the GZT now a little bit more. I'm curious about the process of, um, your creation, your translation. Cause I, I, I love them. You know, I, when I first came across them, you know, I think, yeah, two years ago is when I saw them. I'm trying to, I, I prepared one. Oh yeah. Matthew 25. It says, uh, the original is, and the king will answer them, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. And the GZT says, you hooked up my boy. I know you would you. hook me up. You know, and I just love that. You know, it it catches the essence while also, you know, drawing a new crowd, a new generation. So, yeah, can you talk to, talk a, a little bit about this process? So it's always really important with any scripture, right, to still be keeping the core of it, right? because there have been posts that like I've thought of maybe an idea for it and 
I, it'll never see the light of day because it may get like a part of it, but it doesn't fully capture the scripture. So first and foremost is even in a translation or more directly, it's a paraphrase of the scripture into like a more modern vernacular, right? Yeah. Is still having the core of that scripture. Like you can, like you would still be able to figure out what it was just by reading it. Mm -hmm. So that's always the first part. And then second part is uh, I'll, with picking verses, it's usually I'll just find one or something. It'll be one that I've read like within the last week. And then uh, a lot of the time I'll try and like, show it to someone else first and be like, Hey, do you think this really like captures the essence of the scripture? Do you think this is good? And then Hmm. it'll get posted. Interesting. Okay. And so do you think, you know, you said you're 18, so you're, you're part of the the Gen Z generations. Do you think it just comes to you naturally, like the language, the vernacular, or do you have to ever do any like research or, you know, ask others? Sorry, definitely. um, I think that a lot of it comes naturally to me. I can just read it and be like, how would I say this if I was just talking the conversation with my friends? But there hmm. are some things that like with modern trends, there is some uh, that are like newer words, I guess you could say, like uh, made a reel uh, maybe two weeks ago over a verse from Song of Solomon saying, uh, let me riz hmm. you up. So riz is a more recent, yep, riz. Yeah, riz is a more recent <laughs> one that's been going around, even though it's not like an insanely recent word, but. That's one definitely like it's been at the forefront. Yeah, my my so I'm a I'm a younger millennial, and my brother is nice. he's a Gen Z, and he just explained to me what Riz was. So for listeners who don't know, could you explain what that is? So Riz, more directly, it's like derived from charisma. Hmm. Is I figured out I even figured that out recently that that's where it came from. Yeah, I didn't know that because like when you're just using Riz, you're like. I don't know. It's like winning someone over. It's like, let me riz you up. It's mm. like a quality. And then there's a ton of like other stuff along with it. Like somebody can have accidental riz, like where, <laughs> where they're drawing people in without even trying. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. I didn't know that charisma. It makes sense. Huh? Yeah. Cause I mean, because I'm not a, a Gen Z, there are definitely some things where I had to look up like, um, oftentimes when talking about Jesus, the translation is little chief. Or big chief with God, um, it is. can you talk about that a little bit of of where those come from at all? So uh, that's kind of an older one that uh, mm-hmm. we used, and you'll see. Uh, I don't really use the language of little chief or big chief as much, right? But that was more like because I mean it works as a translation because chief is like obviously God is chief overall, right? So yeah. big chief, father, little chief, son. But uh, it was kind of when chief was going around, like, what's up, chief? Or, oh, yeah. sure. So Interesting. Yeah, chief was going around a lot more maybe a year or two ago. So I think that's kind of where it worked its way in. So some of it is like words can be cultural moments as well, which is interesting as well. So, so what has your, been your favorite Bible verse translation so far in this process? Whether, you know, before you were on the team or, or after. So I think some that I'm really partial to are um, the first couple ones I got to contribute to hmm. were for a dating upward sponsorship that Jay did. Uh, it was before when I was still an apprentice that uh, he gave me some of the sponsorship money for that. So I was like, 
it was the first mm. time I was compensated mm. for a post. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm. But uh, he asked us to come up with some posts for it. And I end up coming up with all of them pretty much. Mm. So I, I really like those because the more dating centered. So it was like first Corinthians, Matthew. I think the one in Matthew was uh, the like lifelong collab. Hmm. I really liked that one. That's cool. That's cool. I'm actually curious. Uh, could you pull up, pull up one and then read it? One of your favorites? Let me see. I'll go to the one I was talking about, the lifelong collab. Yeah. Yeah, so Matthew 19, verse 5, and said, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. And then... Matthew 19, verse 5, GZT, lifelong collab. <laughs> and so what does that mean? So for, you know, let's say there's a 50-year-old woman listening to this episode. What does that mean? <laughs> so a collab is when uh, two people, uh, usually creators on YouTube is where the term was coined. It's just a collaboration, like being together, working together. So lifelong, all of life, working together, collaboration. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. No. Yeah. I, I. I just. I just love it. I think it's so creative and unique. Um, Thank you. So, do you think? And I. Yeah. Especially since you're you're on the younger age, do you think that Gen Z cares about Jesus and learning about Him? Because uh, I'm doing this ser- whole series right now on Christology or the study of Christ, and most of it has been very academic, very heady. Um. Okay. And so that's why I wanted to bring just regular regular day folks, you know, people who really love Jesus, and I and I could t- I could definitely sense that the Creator of GZT really does love Jesus and cares for the next generation. So I'm curious what you think. Do you think uh, they they are interested in learning about Jesus? I think Gen Z does. I know hmm. a lot of people my age, a little older than me, a little younger than me, that are just on fire for Jesus, that love Him, and I think. We need to be more involved in the church because I think a lot of what we see culturally leads to the belief that Gen Z does not care about Jesus. The sad reality right. is that a lot of Gen Z doesn't, and that's what we're seeing. I think it'd be amazing, and it's happening in the coming years, for Gen mm-hmm. Z to have a very public presence for Jesus, showing how much we love him and sharing sharing Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I see it too. There's this uh, inst- uh, research institute called Springtide. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, in, in 2020, they shared research on Gen Z saying that um, the vast majority are very curious about faith and, and religion in general, but are hesitant to step it, you know, step back into church for various reasons. And one of them is like hypocrisy. You know, we all struggle with the hypocrisy of, of churches. Um, so I, I, I agree with you that I do think young people and Gen Z, I guess Gen Z's, they're in college now. They're not that young, but uh, Gen Z uh, is, you know, I think they're going to be the the fire of a, a revival. Honestly, I really do. Cause they have a lot of passion. Definitely. It just, oh, definitely. I agree. I agree with the study as well because I mean, there are countless people I know that are just searching. Yeah. Searching. That's just find, trying to find their fulfillment in everything else. And just getting distracted with the things along the way, which I mean, I can say I'm guilty of the same, 
but I know where my true fulfillment lies and that's in Christ. Mm. And I think that's, I don't, well, I don't think I know that is what this generation needs because it's what every generation before us and every generation after will. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's a, that's, that's a word. So why do you think this work is important? You know, you, you said it, people have interned and, and applied to be a part of this and, uh, people have sponsored this page that no one really knows the face behind it. Why do, why do you think this work is important uh, to the next generation? I think it's important because it's a way to reach them. It's a way, mm. well, them, us. I mean, it's a way to reach my peers where they're at. It's a way to connect to older generations who may just be interested in like kind of the lingo, like what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, hey, this is what's going on, you know? Mm. And I think a lot of it too. And uh, this may shift into another question. Sure. But I think a lot of it is having a proper understanding as well as who God is, right? Mm. Because another thing like we were talking about that Gen Z is looking for something to hold on to looking for love and looking for acceptance too. I think a lot of it is just drawing them into the gospel so that what they can hear is that God is love and God loves them, but love is not just unconditionally accepting everything. Mm. It's not just accepting whatever goes. It's not just living whatever your truth is. Right. Love is living within the bounds of the discipline that God has. Mm. And that's where true freedom is found, is within those boundaries of what God has for them. It's not something that God's trying to limit them from. It's not something he's trying to take away, but it's life and life more abundant, mm. which is what Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. No. Mm. Mm. And so what I hear you, so so before we move on, I, I want to like make sure I hear you correctly, because that's I think what you just said is very powerful. So what I hear you say is that, you know, learning to communicate differently, but not change the message, it, it, exactly. um, to reach the next generation with the same truth, just in a different different road, maybe, or a different strategy. Is that what Definitely. I'm hearing you say? Yes, because I think, I don't think a lot of the approach has been like horrible, like a horrible miscarriage of the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people who have have been hurt by it. And part of it is some people just being hurt by the truth. Some years will just not want to hear, right? Yeah. So I think a lot of that, like we can attribute church hurt. A lot of mm -hmm. times we can take that very personally to the church, but a lot of the time is just a miscommunication, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. A good point. So being... Sucks. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I was gonna say a good point that some ears just won't won't want to listen ever. Yeah. So and I think understanding where that lies and then understanding where we can communicate with this generation is what's gonna be important. Mm. Understanding what what's offensive, I guess, is a way to put it, but what's the truth, right? Because some the honest truth is the truth can be offensive. Yeah, absolutely. Just so, finding I mean, a way to communicate that through love and saying, hey, this is what's going on. I love you, but I love you enough to not leave you where you're at. Yeah. Yeah, amen. 
Have, uh, I, I didn't prepare you for this question, so uh, if you don't want to answer it, we can edit this out. But I'm just really curious. Have you have you gotten any pushback on any of the translations or anything in general? Definitely, yeah. So, and I'm completely okay with answering this question. So a lot of, we've gotten a lot of pushback uh, for various reasons. Some things uh, where people will be talking about Revelation saying, shall not add or take away from the words of this book, which we've been very clear about the fact that we do not intend to change the Bible. We do not intend for this to be something for like exegetical study, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the the word of God dutifully translated from the Hebrew and the Greek is what you should be using to study. We are not that. We <laughs> are your friend telling you what it says just in a common language, you know? Hmm. Mm. And then a lot of, we've also gotten pushback as well for, uh, there are some people who believe we're like satirizing AAVE or African-American vernacular English which like there's a way to see where they're coming from and definitely understanding that but as well understanding that the cross section is there like a lot of gen z's language it has a lot of the same slang and it's because i mean we're all just communicating with each other we're all just talking you know Hmm. so Hmm. i think coming alongside that and not not getting angry not being like hey like we're not doing that how dare you say that about us but saying hey we're not trying to do that that is not the aim the aim is this is genuinely how we speak to one another and i think it's beautiful that we have this cross section and that if that that is this cross section that we can appreciate it rather than say hey this is taking over this like section of the english language hmm hmm so. no that makes sense you know the the critiques at least you know we have people out. We have brothers and sisters in Christ out there who think that the King James version is the one that God was get, you know, gave us. So, yeah. of course, of course, there's going to be, there's always going to be pushback when it comes to scripture translation. So yeah. makes sense. The, the, um, what did you say? The A A V E. Did it? That's an interesting one. That's an interesting critique. Um. But I wonder if it's because in, in, in the younger generations, that's becoming do- the dominant culture, <laughs> you know, in the, in the vernaculars, at least. I don't know, though. I, don't, I haven't studied that. <laughs> yeah. And we can spend in our last question. I, I would love for us. I mean, spend as much time as you need on, on this last question. Right. Um, you, you got into a little bit. But in your opinion, what are some of the main ideas of Jesus that Gen Z needs to hear. You already dabbled a, a little bit, but I'm yeah. curious what you think. So I think the limitations as they're perceived presented in the gospel by like by Jesus, they are mm-hmm. not harmful and they're not limitations. That's where true freedom is found, is enjoying the freedom of the discipline mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that God is love and his love for you and what he has for you is fully purposed in enjoying him and living out his will in your life. That he made you exactly as you are, but our sin is not a rooted character of us. My sin does not define who I am. I am defined by Christ and Christ alone. Hmm. Mm. Amen. Can you, 
Can you flesh that out or flesh that out a little bit of, um, you, you said that a few times, like the, this tension between freedom and limitations. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I think because with the Gen Z, it's a really big topic right now is like the freedom of self-expression, the freedom to do whatever you want to fully live out your own truth, to fully live out just the desires of your heart to whatever you feel is right, is right for you. That is mm. a big ideal that we hear pushed in the media, all around us. It's the air we breathe culturally right now. And I think it's important to know where true freedom is found and it's in Christ. It's not, it's not in pursuing the whims of our flesh. It's not pursuing everything around us because it's ultimately going to leave us bankrupt and empty and desiring still. We're still going to be on that search constantly mm. until we find the one who fulfills our arts. Mm. And what our hearts are longing for is God. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely see that. But I wouldn't say it's just Gen Z. I do think with me, I oh, see no. in my peers and millennials, there's this struggle of trying to discern what is, you know, divinely allotted, you know, what what is okay and what's not. Yeah. And so what I to reiterate what you said, you know, to make sure I'm hearing you, you're saying what we're searching for in seeking our own desires can only be found in the parameters and the barriers and the, that is in Jesus, the, the, the freedom in that. Yes. Hmm. That's exactly. Yeah. Amen. I agree with you 100%, man. I do think if, if people could communicate that to this generation, that'd be beautiful. And that's the goal. That's the goal of the GZT. Hmm. And just the goal is to share the love of Christ, the gospel of Christ, the good news that he has saved us. Hmm. He has died for our sins and he has risen. And that we follow him, we can enjoy eternity with him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I do appreciate your time, Ian. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yes, no, I, I, I do appreciate it, and it, it, it's it's inspiring. You know, you're you're a few years younger than me, and I, I love to see your passion and and your knowledge and your heart uh, for Jesus. But not only for Jesus, I think a lot of people love Jesus. Thank you. Not a lot of people love the next generation, and so I, I do appreciate all that you're doing for people like my brother. You know, like like a lot of people's uh, siblings and kids, uh, just making the gospel more palatable for them. Thank you. I appreciate it. You've just listened to another episode of Young and Sanctified. You can support us by continuing to listen, sharing an episode with a friend, or leaving a review. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. And if you'd like to leave some feedback, you can reach out to Justin personally through his email, which you can find in the show notes. Your feedback helps us grow as a podcast. Until next time, friends.